Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's see what happens. We are. Y'all can't be falling. Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. But even if you do, we're going to pray for you anyhow. Is that all right? Some of y'all work, y'all not worth nothing walking. You don't pray when you're walking and you fall. You ain't praying when you fall, man. <laughs> y'all, let's keep it moving today. I am certainly excited to be in the house of the Lord again. I'm always excited to be here. And I don't know about y'all, but you know, God is so good. And somebody said his mercy is everlasting. And they said his truth endures to all generations. So that means that there ain't no lies coming from God. So if he said it, he meant it. And that settles it. Amen. Amen. And so I just believe I'm just blessed right now. You know, somebody failed. We was praying for her on last week and she's sitting right here stage left right now. And so we're just happy to see her in the service today, even though we know that she's been through. She's uh, been through a test, but she has a testimony. She said, I didn't break nothing. All right. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't break nothing. All right. So it's yeah, that's a blessing. So we're glad to see her here today and glad to see everybody here and those who are listening online. So we're glad to uh, know that you all are joining with us as well. Uh, as y'all know, again, we're in spiritual war. Nick, Nick, what's going on, brother Nick? Nick in the house. Nick in the house. you just a little too late to sing the devotion. We're going to have you sing and pray and do a scripture or something, you know. But you came just a little too late, Nick, Nick, so it's all good. We're going to get you next time. Now he ain't going to come back. Watch. <clears throat> <laughs> so anyhow. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Um, I believe we might be on part four. I'm not sure. I can't find my little notes. I got so many little strips of paper everywhere. Uh, and today we're going to be talking a little more about where did God come from? And just like on last week, uh, last week we had uh, a very academic sort of look uh, uh, on last week uh, about spiritual warfare. Today it's going to be kind of philosophical. If that if y'all OK with that kind of philosophical uh, today um, and we're going to walk through some scriptures. Uh, so we're really building on some things we talked about on last week and then we're going to talk a little bit of a philosophical thing. But I think that as we describe it, it won't be as difficult for us to understand using some of the examples that we're going to use today. at least one in particular. One example is going to help us understand uh, some things about where did God come from? Amen. Okay, so long as y'all with me, talk to me today, because I know I need y'all to talk to me, all right? All right? So, eight number one, if you've got something to write on, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn in the word of the Lord to Psalm 90. Psalm 90. Psalm 90. Somebody pull up Psalm 90. And when you get that, let me know. I'm coming to you because you just need to read one verse. Verse 2. Who's got it? Psalm 90, verse 2. Wow, she's zooming. She's moving. She's so fast. On that thing, she gets the award because everybody else is like, wait, hold, Psalm 90. There's a lot of those songs. The business. You ready? Psalm, just read verse 2. Okay. Before the mountains were brought forth, I 
whatever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even before, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. All right. Y'all remember the context of that on last week? We talked about where did God from, uh, where did God come from? We have a hard time with that, don't we? Because the Bible, the Word of God says that before anything was, there was God. From everlasting to what? Everlasting. everlasting. All right. Thou art who? Now, and here's another one. Slide over there to Psalm 93. Yeah, I'm just saying. We, and then we're going we're gonna to talk about the problem that we have. There's a problem in this. Who's got it? You got it? 93? 93, 2. Read it. Oh, Lord, she needs her glasses. She's, she's, I got you. I'm going to come back to you. Who's got it? 93, 2. Hold on. Hold on. We want everybody to hear you if you're going to do it. Go ahead. Huh? The more? Go ahead. The floods have lifted up, O oh Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their ways. Okay, that's good. That's good. Everlasting to everlasting. So God is forever. And He lasts forever. Everlasting lasts forever. Okay, now here's the problem. The problem that we have, we have two problems. I'm going to talk about the first one. The problem that we have initially with God is that God is incomprehensible. That means he is very difficult to be understood. Okay, if someone were to walk in here right now, if I were to go to Iglesia Biblio Churchio and ask Pastor Julio to come in here, he would stand here and he could say the same thing I'm saying, but be at the same time uncomprehensible. It's not that you don't want to know, right? But it's just that he's talking in a language that you don't get. Many of y'all know that during the biblical times of Jesus, the language that Jesus spoke in, I believe it was Aramaic or something like that, they don't even speak in that language no more. So to understand the hieroglyphics and to understand the scribbles on, the, on all the little pieces of paper and all that stuff is very difficult. We don't understand it. Uncomprehensible or incomprehensible, right? God, you can't look at God and understand holistically who God is. That's our, pro, our first problem. Right? And when it comes to where, uh, where did God come from, here's our second problem. The way we see life and the way we see ourselves, okay, is through a linear timeline. Y'all feel me? It starts on the left and it ends on the right. The epitaph says you started here and you ended here. 
As I'm looking at y'all, everybody in here getting older and getting closer to the end. Right? And so the way we understand and we comprehend existence and life is based on time. And we cannot capture time and go back no matter how hard we try and go back and relive that moment. Do we try? Certainly. Do we wish we had the solution to youth and life and to be able to relive stuff? Y'all try to do some stuff you did 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Try it. Try it. Girl on, uh, young lady on, uh, on uh, the Weight Loss Extreme Edition. She loses weight and she crossed her legs. I haven't crossed my legs <laughs> since I was 17. Wow, never thought about that. But there's some of us stuff we ain't done. Because we can't. And no matter how hard you try, time just doesn't allow us to do it. And so here's problem number three. The third problem is a result of problem number one and problem number two. Problem number one is we don't comprehend. Problem number two, we, the only way we understand life and God is through time. Problem number three is, is we trying to stick God between there on the left and there on the right. And God says, stop it. I am from everlasting to everlasting. There, listen, there are no words. This is the toughest lesson to teach. Because literally, there are no words to describe or to tell you where God came from. I can't answer that question. You can't answer that question. Philosophers can't answer that question. Physicists cannot answer that question. Okay? Biologists cannot answer that question. You know? And that's all. Some of y'all saw on Facebook, I put, the, you know, they said Mars, the little, the little robot thing is <laughs> dropping. Yeah, it's dropping into Mars or something. Some, you know, they got this little thing out in space. It's just supposed to be landing on Mars, right? And they're trying to figure out it's going to land in this big gully or whatever. And so somebody started floating this photo around of a, of a little cartoon Martian. Like, that's what they're going to find when they get there. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Scientists cannot determine where life began. Okay? And we're going to get philosophical here in a moment. But I, I need us to understand that many of the arguments that we get into with people about God and God's existence are <laughs> moot before you start talking about it. Okay? Not only because we cannot tell anybody when God came into being or when the quote-unquote Big Bang happened. Okay? We can't, not only do we not know, we don't have the words to describe what happened. It's beyond us. Because God is incomprehensible. Does that make sense? So what's the problem with these scientists? 
The problem that scientists have is, is that the way time is determined to them is based on stuff. So they need the Big Bang Theory. They have to have it. Because without it, they can't explain nothing else that came after it. Right? I, I, you know, one of the easiest things that you can do to explain what happened in, in the world is to go, like, I, I can just be real with y'all. In uh, Colorado, they had these earth forms. Y'all remember that? I don't know if you came to College Springs. You remember coming to College Springs and go to Garden of Gods? Garden of the Gods is beautiful. And they had this sedentary rock, right? All these formations where you can go and you can see and you can trace back how old stuff is and you can see fossils and all this kind of stuff. Without that stuff, scientists are lost, right? So they're like, we need stuff to be into existence. We need wood and we need water and we need, right, plants and we need dirt and we need rocks. We need that stuff because without it, we can't explain nothing. And so that's why it's so important to understand that the Bible said in the beginning, God, period. We got to say that. Because as soon as we say in the beginning, God, we just cancel out all science. Because God is not a material thing. Why? Because he created material. Huh. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> he created that. So you can't see we need matter to define who we are and where we are. We need this stuff to define it. God doesn't need it to define himself. He's beyond the definition of stuff. You can't use stuff to define God. You can't use walls. And that's why this is a problem. I have a problem with churches because they try to put God in a box. <laughs> you can't put God. Oh, God, God will meet me at church. God doesn't. God doesn't need the building to meet you. Hello. God is beyond this stuff. He's beyond the walls. So they made windows so we can see out. No, he's beyond glass. Right. I don't know how to get us to get God is like war by God, God. Right? Okay? And so science needs stuff to explain stuff. And God is saying, no, in the beginning, me. And when I needed to prove that I existed, the only being that I could ask was myself because I was the only one here. That's deep, y'all. <laughs> That's some deep stuff. So all this is to say that to ask the question, where did God come from, cannot be asked because it does not apply to the original, the, 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 the origin of the uh, subject of the question. You can't apply that question to God. It doesn't apply. So stop asking it. Okay? Because you can't answer it. You can try, but you can't answer it. Alright? And so here's why we ask the question. We ask the question because the creation of material universe is the single known paramount event from which all other known events participate. That's why we ask. Because we got to Y'all know how it is. When you're born, when you're born as a baby, your mind has one singular purpose and one focus. 
And that is to make sense of everything. As a baby, when babies are born, they are incredible because what they want to do is they want to make sense of everything. They want to make you make sense, right? They want to make you make sense, and you make sense. And so as soon as the, as the baby makes mo- sense out of mama and they see daddy, daddy don't make sense. So they cry, because ah! you don't make sense, right? And as long as daddy keeps coming around, daddy starts making sense. And then they start making sense out of, okay, mommy, milk. Daddy, sleep, or at least my daughter, where did she go, Faith? Yeah, daddy sleep. So Faith used to be, uh, she was so little. Um, when it was time for her to go to sleep, that was my job. And she knew. I don't know if she could smell me. I don't know what it was. But she knew. This is daddy, so it's time to fall asleep. This is mommy, so it's time to eat. Making sense of everything. That's how we operate. We operate on, if something doesn't make sense, our brain tries to make sense out of it. And sometimes we make mistakes. Anybody ever seen those little drawings they show you, you know, when they try to psychoanalyze you and stuff, and they show you this picture, and the picture looked like an old lady with a big nose, with fur on, and you look at it again, and it's a young lady with a fur on, with some pearls. Y'all ever seen that? Okay, y'all think I'm talking nuts, right? But what, they, what they're doing is they're trying to analyze whether or not, you know, you, you show that to some people, and they don't see nothing. Okay? And that means there's a problem. And then you see some people, and they see something different. That means they might be creative. But the point is, is that our minds are designed to try to make sense out of everything. And so, in essence, all of these questions that we're asking, God, where did you come? Wait a minute, where did I come from? That's why we had to answer it last week. God, why did you create us? Well, he created us because he wanted to share his love for us. But you can't understand that unless you understand God's love. So that brings, not, not only does that answer the question, but it sort of crystallizes what we should be seeking after. We should seek after understanding the love of God. Because God is love. And the Bible says they shall know us by who? What? Our love. And so that helps us to understand what it is that we need to be seeking after and reaching after. All right? Because our brains are wired to figure this stuff out. So I'm not mad at y'all for asking the question. I'm just trying to say stop asking and start trying to find some answers. And some answers are, I don't know. I can't tell you. All right? Now, if, you, if your friends that you go to work with want to be bottled up and all and beat themselves up over some of these questions, then let them beat themselves up. You can help them. You can try. But if they want to beat themselves up over these kind of questions, let them beat themselves up. But here, and, and so let's, let's move to the philosophical piece. Oh, I hate to go here. Oh, I hate to go here. All right. Here we go. Let's walk through the Bible a little bit. Real quick. Somebody turn to Revelation 1. Revelation 1. Chapter 1. Verse 8. I want to answer this question here about God. Mm-hmm. No, chapter 1, verse 8. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Now these, actually, I'm a, this is a, some theological stuff here, so I'm, I'm going to do a little the, theology here real quick. Who's got it? You got it? Hold on, here we go. Chapter 1, verse 8, Revelation. Here we go. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Do y'all get that? What that, what that points to theologically is that God is not a part of history. God is not a part of our existence. 
That verse helps us to understand theologically that God is the sum total of our existence and before and after. It said he is and what? Was and what? Is to come. Okay. Okay. Y'all get. Okay. Check this out. Okay. Y'all is. Y'all not was. Y'all is. He was. Y'all not is to come. He is to come. Y'all hear me? Y'all just is. But he is. He was. And he is to come. He all of that. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I think I'm going to preach about that. Don't box God in. Okay? Don't box God in. And, and, and oh, another aspect that is to understand, you know, and I talk about this so much. Oh, my God. I talk about this so much. How we have to understand that stuff that happened when he was impacts us in our isness. Right? And what you do while you is, is going to impact somebody else's is to come this. You hear me? Believe it or not. For, for as much as you don't think so, it is all connected because there's one little thread that runs through all of it, that, that. And what is that one thread? God. Why? Because God is, God was, and God is to come. You feel me? So it's all, okay? That's why, that's why when the glaciers and stuff start melting, water start rising in California. Because <laughs> it's all connected, Right? And, 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 and that's why the, the Native Americans tell y'all, would you leave them fires alone? Them fires are for reason. The earth is doing something on its own. It needs that. Okay? It needs to do that. I, I worry about conservationists. Love them. My daughter's going to be a tree hugger. Love her. You know, you don't kill nothing. They don't step on the butt. Well, she kills butt. Don't do nothing. Don't take trees. Don't do nothing. You know, she wants to conserve everything. But there's something God says, I want to go extinct. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So, you, you know, uh, uh, they call it the circle of life. And then we get in there and we start doing stuff and protect or whatever. All right. And I'm not talking about folks that go out with harpoons and start killing whales. All right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the natural cycle of life. There's some things that God says are to happen because they are connected to other things. And we as human beings are trying to get in the way of what God is doing. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, I've seen people build dams. And the water just decides, okay, I'm water. You can't put nothing in front of me, so I'm going to go under it. Right? Okay, you don't want me to go under it? Water says, I'll go around it. Why? Why? Because if God says, I want that water to flow, I don't care what you put in this way. It's going to flow. You hear what I'm saying? Katrina? I'm just saying now, all right, all I got to say is love everybody, the, de- the, the levies, build stronger ones. But if God says, okay, if God says I'm going to send a, 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 a typhoon or whatever, guess what? I don't care what you build because I'm God. I'm going to do. Here's the deal. Move. <laughs> Here's the deal. If y'all got enough sense to know that that's a fault line or that you living in Tornado Alley, anybody ever thought about that? 
move. Hello? Is anybody in there? Okay, I'm just saying. There's something bearing down on Jamaica right now. I'm like, man, I would not live in Jamaica. All right, that stuff going to tear Jamaica up. But, you know, I, I can't explain it. So, nevertheless, God is the sum total. He is all of that. He is everything. He's an alpha. He's omega. He is. He was. He is to come. So stop trying to break God down to a piece of your life. He was there when you was in jail. He was there when you was in the court. He was there when you was in a hospital. He's there when you got out. He was there when you was smoking. He was there when you was drinking. He was there when you was sexing. He was there when you was texting. He was there when you was in church. He was there when you was in the streets. He was there when you was in the south. He was there when you was in the north. He was there with your mama, your mama and him. He was there when we was on the ships. He was there in Africa. He was there when all the continents was one. He was there with the dinosaurs. Guess what? He was there. Y'all hear me? And it's all connected. And our problem is, is when we try to stick ourselves in the middle and then claim, well, God said, wait a minute. Did God say or did you say? I'm just asking. Somebody turn, somebody turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4. This stuff is exciting to me. Deuteronomy, Old Testament, go back, go left. Go way, way left. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35. With still theological. You got it? Read it. Unto thee it will shoot that thou mightest know that the Lord he is God. There is none else beside him. All right, so y'all trying to, uh, to uh, match God up with some other stuff to make it work? All right, so God, I need to lose weight. So I'm going to pray, but I'm also going to get some Nutrisystem. <laughs> right? God, I need some help right through here. So I'm going uh, <clears> to <throat> pray about this, but I'm going to give me a psychotherapist too to help me with the emotional side of it. Right? Okay? Now, I'm not saying that these folk aren't good, and I would be the first to say, if you need help and you come to me and you're talking crazy, all right, that when certain things are beyond my control, I'm going to be like, you need a professional. All right, but that doesn't mean that you don't pray about what you need in your life. Y'all feel me? There's some folk trying to blame our kids on ADHD and stuff, and the problem ain't that. The problem is they need Jesus. Y'all hear me? And so some folk, they're skipping over the God piece and they're going to the other piece and, and they're trying to use all that to explain the issue. And then, wait a minute. They just need Jesus. You know, our issue on this street is the street needs Jesus. Okay? The street needs Jesus, and church is irrelevant. Can I say that? Can I be in the church and say that? I'm just being real. They like, that building has been there all my life, and it has never done anything for me. Right? That's what some people are saying. Okay? So the problem with the street isn't that. The streets got issues. The, issue is the street need Jesus. The street need Jesus. The kids need Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I can't go there. I can't go there. So my point is, God don't need no help. He doesn't. God doesn't need any help. All God needs is, all you need is God. 
Now, that, now, what God will do is God will say, now, you asked me for some help. And I just sent it to you. And you rejected it. Now, who are you going to blame? See, because God don't lie to you. God tells you the truth. And that's the hardest part about God is that God will tell us who we are. He will show us us. And if we don't like what we see, then we start creating all these other little reasons to justify why we are the way we are. And God just shows you who you were. And all he's saying is accept it. And now, and now let me show you what I want you to do next. And if we don't like that, what we do? We turn the other way. And we go the opposite way. And then we begin, we begin to justify what we're doing, what we're doing wrong in our lives and why. Oh, you know, oh, uh, I'm not going to school because I don't have the money. You're not going to school because you're afraid of failure. Tell the truth. God shows you that you're afraid of failure. You're afraid of failure in all these areas of your life. It is impacting you. You just won't tell the truth. You know? Oh, I'm not getting married because uh, I'm not getting married because um, I don't uh, I don't like living with other people. Well, the reason why you ain't getting married is because you haven't forgiven yourself for what happened in that first relationship. Forgiveness is your issue. You're trying to blame it on fact that, you know, you like the toilet seat up and down and stuff. That ain't it. Your issue is forgiveness. You hear what I'm saying? God will show you you. Okay? But if you don't like it, God says, all you need is, I'll tell you what the problem is. If you ask me and accept it, okay, your problem is forgiveness. And it's manifesting all over your life. But you're going to deny it. Some folk. Y'all hear me? Y'all know I hate this one. I've been like this all my life. Oh, God. Look at all the stuff that done changed while you've been living. Women done got the right to vote. Right? We got a black president. All the stuff done changed. Guess what? You can change, too. All right? You change your hair. Change your clothes. Y'all done changed neighborhoods. You used to live here. Now y'all live out there in the big time. Sherman Henry died. Right? I'm just throwing it out. I'm sorry. Y'all living in the big city? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.